Litigation Psychology Podcast brought to you by Courtroom Sciences. Got Dr. Steve Wood out of, where are you at, College Station, Steve? That's right, College Station, Texas. What is, what is the word in uh, College Station these days? Are you on shutdown or can you actually uh, walk around without a mask? Well, I, right now the, the masks are optional. So I tend to wear one, but I know other people don't. And we could go all day and spend a whole podcast about whether or not you should or shouldn't wear a mask. I know I've seen articles on whether you should and shouldn't. So I, I know it's a contentious issue in general. Yeah. And once, once the court system starts to open back up, I'm anxious to see, uh, yeah, are we going to have 12 people uh, in the box wearing masks or are the attorney? I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's uh, strange. It's strange to watch. I see, the Houston press conferences with the police department all the time. And it's strange to see everyone in the audience and all of yeah. the people speaking to have these masks on. Absolutely. Well, today on this podcast, we're going to talk a lot about trucking litigation. Now, I want to adjust my camera to make sure that our audience sees that I am wearing the superior. Just so that in case uh, anyone can see uh, that. Just to say, you know, I won't tell you about the head to head, uh, record with the Tar Heels and the, uh, Spartans and basketball, but something tells me on football, you guys may may probably uh, put a beat down on us. Um, so, Steve, you've been involved uh, with courtroom sciences uh, for for a couple of years now, and you and I worked on several uh, trucking matters. Um, these seem to be any type of trucking case that we work on is usually a, a devastating, catastrophic type of case um, with either catastrophic injury or or death involved. Can you talk about some of the challenges well on a couple on a couple fronts um preparing witnesses for either deposition or trial particularly in the trucking industry can you talk about your experiences with that and how that is not such an easy task right no it's 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 not at all and i think if i were to look at training witnesses across the board i always find that training witnesses in the trucking industry is is one of the more difficult ones that you have a challenge with and you know, training truck drivers and training them to try to get them to understand at least the concepts that we teach. And then when they roll into talking about reptile theory and what reptile theory does and, you know, word games and all of these different things, it becomes really challenging for these truck drivers to understand the concepts. So I find myself a lot of times going a lot slower in making sure that everything makes sense and that I'm actually, you know, the, the witnesses are clear on the concepts, which sometimes for other witnesses is easy. And then for, for trucking, it takes you a few times before it really sinks in. And then some of the challenges with um, jury research, focus groups, mock trials. Um, it, it's difficult to put these projects on in front of jurors when you've got that day in the life video, uh, a lot of sympathy involved. And prior to COVID-19, a lot of... Um, I don't know if I want to use the word hatred, but a lot, a lot of dislike towards the trucking industry. What has your experience been with mock jurors related to how they feel about trucking companies, number one? And then number two, as we go forward, does that change at all? Do they get a little bit of a free pass because of the positive PR from COVID-19? They're being called heroes. Or is that going to be something very brief? So for, to your first point, I think, yes, it's been extremely interesting to see the reactions to jurors prior to COVID. Our mock jurors tend to have negative opinions of, of truck drivers. A lot of times if you talk to them, almost 
all of them have some sort of experience where they've said, oh, I was either cut off or I yeah. got stuck behind a truck driver or I tried to get in in front of one. They wouldn't let me in. I mean, there's just a slew of stories where people talk about it. And then there's even some people that have even said, I'm nervous even being next to a truck on the highway. So I either slow down or I go faster to get past them. So there was a, a lot of people, it was across the board that people were nervous and anxious around truck drivers. I think post COVID, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I think, like you said, the idea that they're being hailed as heroes and that I think it's going to be interesting to see how long that goes. I mean, a lot of times you and I know that society has a short memory span. Yep. So they might have this little blip where people are really supportive, but then I could see it where it would also go back to where people were at before. And I think that's going to be interesting. We're actually doing some research right now to look at what people's opinions are across several different areas of industry about what they were before and how they feel now post COVID and trucking is absolutely one of those that we're going to look at to see how, how people's opinions have changed. Yeah. And speaking of the trucking industry, um, as you well know, um, the whole um, notion of nuclear verdicts, it may, perhaps it's hit the trucking industry harder than any other industry. And I think there's this nasty combination of factors is number one, um, high publicity of these verdicts. I mean, they're, they're, they're plastered all over the internet, um, over every newspaper. Plaintiff's firms are putting them on their, their, their websites combined with this level of aggressive marketing that I have never seen before from the plaintiff's bar. I mean, I don't know how it is in, in, in Texas, but here in Florida um, and in many other states, you, you just drive down the expressway. Every fifth billboard is going to be a plaintiff attorney and probably one or two of those are going to be specifically geared towards trucking litigation, meaning, Hey, if you've had an issue, you know, with a truck or you've been hit by a truck, you know, call this, you know, call A, B and C uh, law firm. Have you, how do you feel that the advertising by the plaintiff's bar has infected, maybe impacted some of these uh, verdicts? So I think, that there's been the plaintiff bar has definitely done a great job of advertising. It's funny that you say that it's actually just two days ago. I saw a commercial for a, a plaintiff attorney and it was, it was strictly about trucking and the, the commercial was him essentially standing in the middle and having all these trucks essentially in a parking lot, zoom and buy them on these four corners. And he's standing in the middle as like the savior and that he's to be the big defender of the, the individuals against the, the trucking company. And I think he, he called himself like the sledgehammer or something. I've but seen the, that guy. Yeah. So yeah, I've, they're very, very aggressive. And I think that aggressiveness coupled with the, the reptile tactics coupled with the fact that people are probably going to be in a higher emotional state now post COVID that we're going to see verdicts going much higher than they were before already. But to your point, absolutely. I've seen that, the trucking company has been the area that's been hit the most by these reptile verdicts and by these nuclear verdicts more so than, than any other one. Yeah. And I reptile is not going to go away um, anytime soon because it's, it's so highly effective when the defense does not counter it. Um, thankfully we've put a lot of work into the tools to how to not just stop reptile, but to really defeat it mm -hmm. and to, uh, 
you can beat it every time if if you do the right things. Talk about some of your experience. I know, I know you've been put in some terrible positions by me, usually because I'm getting a call from a client. I'm not available. It's on short notice, and I send you off on an airplane to cover something for me. When, when you get involved in a case very late in the game versus early in the game, as a litigation psychologist, how does that affect the ability for you to actually do your job? It becomes extremely difficult. I think especially, you know, a lot of times we get brought in after a deposition has gone bad and then it's, please help clean this up. And then when we see the, we see the deposition video, I mean, they're making errors left and right that make it extremely difficult to try to clean things up. So the best thing, you know, you can work with the witness to try to project themselves a little bit better in trial, speak a little bit better in trial, and just to understand the concepts a little bit more. Knowing full well, though, you have that bad deposition testimony looming over your shoulder at the whole time that it can be pulled out at trial at any time. So I find it to be extremely stressful to try to be brought in late. And a lot of the cases I've been brought in late on to try to even clean up witnesses, a lot of times they end up getting settled at the end or right before the beginning of it, excuse me, because they don't want to risk putting the witness on the stand because they know the deposition testimony was so bad and they just don't want that to come out at trial. And then you have what we call the nuclear settlement, which I think is happening all the time, not getting enough uh, recognition. But yeah, when you have those bad depositions and then you're stuck with them, um, um, you know, the, there's, there's one way to get rid of a plaintiff attorney, get the checkbook out and, right, right. and he or she will go away if you, if you write the big enough check. Uh, so Steve, uh, one of the uh, phenomena I, I've come across with prepping uh, trucking employees, particularly, particularly the, the drivers, is that a lot of drivers don't trust um, attorneys in general and sometimes and often don't trust uh, the legal team and sometimes you don't get the amount of honesty uh, you need from a driver when, when you're putting them through the deposition or um, a trial preparation process. Uh, what has your experience been with uh, a driver coming in and probably the worst is the former employee. That's, a whole, that's probably a whole new podcast right there. Yeah. But when you have drivers come in, um, witnesses don't necessarily just automatic tr automatically trust the legal team, do they? No, they don't. And, and then they, and that leads to, that leads to sometimes resentment or maybe just um, they're going to hold back on the truth. And then you go into deposition and they drop some bomb um, that you never knew about. How are some ways attorneys can maybe warm up to truck drivers before they start firing uh, mock questions and documents at them in the prep sessions? I think one of the biggest things that I found to be useful is to, to even kind of let them have somewhat of a catharsis or let them to just kind of talk about how are you feeling about this? Are you upset? What are your concerns? What are areas that you're concerned about? What are some questions that you're concerned about? I think the biggest thing that gets lost is that we forget that these witnesses are human and they're going through these stressful times and that going into deposition is already going to be even more stressful based upon the fact that they already know they're in a lawsuit. Now they got to go into this stressful deposition. I think there needs to be an understanding of the human factor and just an understanding of getting the witness comfortable with the attorney to share that information without really a, without any judgment or feeling the fact that they're going to be judged or feeling the fact that they're going to be questioned. Even if it's a bad fact or it's something negative to the case, the attorney is going to have to know about it and they just need to feel comfortable 
with the attorney enough to do it. And like I said, the biggest way to do it is just be a little bit empathetic to the witness and understanding or having a consideration of what they're going through at that time. Yeah. And a lot of these accidents are, are catastrophic. I've seen some PTSD types of, you know, symptoms and heavy anxiety because of the memory of a, of a bad accident. And that's completely normal. But if those things aren't addressed up front with the driver, I think the, the prep sessions can largely be ineffective, ineffective uh, because you have somebody that's just not emotionally capable of learning the skills that we're trying to teach them. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where I've found the biggest success is when you've, can tell the witness is comfortable with the attorney, the witnesses is comfortable with you. I just think the sessions go so much smoother, so much cleaner, and the witness just feels more comfortable going in the deposition, and the witness feels more comfortable with the information that you're giving them. It's just yeah. all around for everyone. Makes total sense. Well, see, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We're going to do more and more of these, and I know when you start collecting data, juror data on COVID-19, we're going to want to jump on here. Yeah, yeah. Sure. All right, take care, bud. All right, thanks.